Welcome to a new episode of Good People Talk, the podcast of the Good People Fund. Here, we talk to GPF grantees and others who are changing the world through vision and tenacity and are inspiring others to do the same. This is Glenn Rosencrantz, and when I was in Israel recently, I sat down with Uval Roth, the founder of Road to Recovery, a GPF partner and grantee organization. Road to Recovery is doing immense and immeasurable good by breaking down barriers and mistrust between Israelis and Palestinians. Volunteer drivers are taking Palestinians, ranging from young children to seniors, from border checkpoints to Israeli hospitals for critical medical care. In the process, they're forming friendships and bonds that are in reality seeds of peace. You can find more information at www. Dot goodpeoplefund.org. For now, here's my conversation with Uval and his trusted staff volunteer, Eli Zahar. Uval and Eli, thank you for, for joining us in Tel Aviv today. I've been really anxious to meet you because I've been very familiar with your work, and I think that most of our listeners would agree that you're bringing a lot of positive goodness into the region and the world. Road to Recovery is an interesting name. It's very literal but it's also very symbolic. Talk about that a bit. First of all, the credit is for my wife, Yael. She is the copywriter. Okay, very good one. Yeah, Road Recovery, the simple meaning is, of course, uh, we deal with uh, patient, so we wish them recovery. Above that, we are living in a really tough region, tough area. A lot of violence, a lot, a lot of blood, a lot, a lot of hateness, and uh, so in uh, the spiritual meaning, uh, we, we are trying to to do some good things in order to to get better, to it kind of healing of the yeah healing of of, of the the spirit because and the spirit yeah again uh, the Palestinian the Israeli has. Uh, a tragic uh, history, a, a lot of, a lot of blood again, a lot of violence, and uh, yeah, we we need, uh, we deserve uh, better. Both the Palestinian and Israeli deserve better life. And you and your family have been directly affected and impacted by the conflict and the violence as so many Israelis have, which was somewhat of an impetus. Uh, yeah. Uh, in a way, unfortunately, I belong, I'm part of organizations that call the Parent Circle, which deals with briefs families from both sides that lost somebody from the first degree. It was uh, 1993. Uh, my brother was on the reserve service, reserve duty, mm-hmm. and uh, on his way for vacation. Uh, from from the from the service, he was uh, hitchhiked, and uh, a car with uh, three Hamas people, Hamas people that they were looking like an uh, Orthodox Jewish uh, Orthodox stopped to him, and uh, he, he was murdered by them. It was more or less year after our disaster that I heard in the in the Israeli radio interview with Yitzhak Frankenthal, which is his, his son, Arik, was killed in the same way like my brother. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, I heard that somebody talk about reconciliation and that we must cut 
the blood circle. Uh, so at the end of the interview, I called Yitzhak. I told him that I just want him to know that uh, he talk behalf uh, on my name. And then he told me about his future plans at that time to establish an organization from both sides that breed family from both sides that will come out with a very clear and uh, sharp message of reconciliation, message that says that if we from both sides that we lost our beloved, if we can recognize pain of each other, if we can sit together and talk so everybody can do it. And Yitzhak established what we call the, the, the parent circle, which again, uh, we are dealing with uh, a lot of dialogue meetings in Israeli high schools. We are coming both Israeli and Palestinian for high schools in Israel. Mm-hmm. This is the first time that uh, Israeli students see the Palestinian as a, as a human being. Like yes. And uh, it was 2006 when I got a phone call from one of the members of the parent circle. His name is Mohammed Kaba. He's from Jenin area. And he asked me to help him to get uh, his brother to a hospital in Haifa. Mm-hmm. Of course, for me, it was uh, obvious that uh, it was exactly like my neighbor in Pades Khanna. Uh, this neighbor is behind the fence, but it's for me the same. From here, it was kind of snowball. I got more and more requests. I found myself that I cannot uh, do it by myself, so I asked for help at the beginning from the closed circles and then uh, more and more. And that's how we become a bunch of volunteers that what we are doing actually every day, we transport every day um, sick Palestinians from the checkpoints to the Israeli hospitals, back and forth. And it all started with that first phone call. Yeah. With that first Palestinian family friend that needed medical transport yeah. help for a member of his family, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah but I found uh, it, 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 that it's not just to help the people to get from a to B, I, I found it's an opportunity to to know each other because we actually we, we don't know the Palestinian the Israeli we don't have chance to, to meet so this is really an opportunity to meet kind of a meeting that break all the all the walls of hateness uh, and uh, racism and uh, and fear uh, we can I call it we can make each trip, each week, we can make a small uh, one-hour uh, piece, mm-hmm. just a, a little piece each trip, and every day we are doing a lot of, of uh, small pieces. You know, going back to the, to the personal story and the loss, your family loss, you made a choice back then to funnel your energy not into negativity, but into something very positive. And that was a conscious choice. Yeah, uh, I lost my brother, but I didn't lost my my head. Mm-hmm. And uh, the head tells that if we want here in this uh, area mm-hmm. a normal life for the next generations, we must uh, end the conflict. And we must end the occupation. For me, again, the death of uh, my brother uh, just make it more more clear that I, it's my uh, duty to do something. 
So one day, I hope soon, uh, when the leaders will, uh, will put the agreement mm-hmm. and uh, each side will uh, have to decide. I'll do as much as I can to convince my friends that to, to support the agreement. Right, right. And with the understanding that larger change most often begins with the people-to-people interaction, yeah. right? Yeah, definitely, yeah. Because the, the, the final solution, it doesn't hear good, but the final solution is, yeah. is, is agreement between the leaders. But it, it won't work if the, if the, the West would, uh, weren't uh, ready for it. I consider our activity as to and get the hearts ready yeah, for the change. Yeah. The numbers are astounding. You have 3,000 Israeli volunteer drivers. Um, that's an astounding number. There are various levels of result. Yes, getting from point A to point B, which is the most mechanical objective here, but also relationships that are being built and in many cases, real friendships and what some people may even define as family. Yeah, uh, it's just natural that if you spend a lot of hours uh, with a uh, with patient, you, you, you take the, the same uh, patient. A, fr- a friendly uh, relationship built, it's just uh, a natural and one of the things that we, for us, it's very important that if somebody die, mm-hmm. we we come to the family to mm-hmm. condolences. To, to mm-hmm. It's for us. It's very important. I think in in this point, uh, when we come to the family, you, you can see the the answer why you are doing it. Mm-hmm. One time when we came, so the family told us when we just was about to leave, they, they said the reason that we know each other is because you took our father to the hospital back mm-hmm. and forth. This is the reason. But right now that he, he died, it's, uh, it's not a reason why we disconnect. So we, we keep in, in, in connection with these families after, after the... And uh, I can tell one of the times that we came the family uh, said the first time that, we, that they came to, to go to the hospital with us, they were afraid. And I said, you are afraid? We are coming with uh, good, good intentions. Right. Why, yeah, why should you be afraid? And then they said, the reality that we know, we know soldiers, we know settlers, we know checkpoints. Right. And why... Uh, what is the reason that Jewish will come to help us? Mm-hmm. It's probably kind of a uh, uh, trap. It's kind of a trap. trap. A trap. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a trap. Yeah. And they were afraid that it's a trap. Mm-hmm. And they said it took 10 seconds and it disappeared, all the thoughts, when they meet, meet the volunteer. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's both sides. Sometimes I can hear from the new volunteers. They are very afraid. They ask me, Palestinian, checkpoint, it sounds something uh, frightening. And no other way to, uh, 
disappear the, the thoughts rather than doing something. Right. There is no other way. Right. Just the experience can, can convince him that everything is okay. Mm. You're, you're transporting not only adults, but often very young children who are seriously ill and can't get adequate medical attention where they live in either Gaza or, or the West Bank. All the patients that we drive are very seriously ill because that's the only case that gets the permission from the Palestinian Authority to be treated in Israel. Mm -hmm. So they're all seriously ill and the required treatment is unavailable in the Palestinian Authority. For many of these families, the cost of the transportation is prohibitive, especially in cases where they have to be in the hospital two, three times a, a week, sometimes every day. And the cost of the transportation would be such that they would not be able to do it. So without the transportation we provide free of charge, they would not be able to benefit from the medical service offered to them in the hospital. And we know of cases where the family sold their house wow. just to, to finance these, these additional costs. Mm -hmm. Road to Recovery has received grants from the Good People Fund to cover the cost of fuel uh, so you can reimburse volunteers. How important is that to the organization and, and to volunteer drivers? For us, we really appreciate it. Again, for those volunteers that they have the willing, they have the time, they have the car, but they cannot afford the, the, the gas expenses. Mm -hmm. This is critical. Uh, it's really a significant uh, help for us. Well, where do you see Road to Recovery five or ten years from now? I, I cannot, uh, I cannot Im imagine. Uh, I, I hope that we, anyhow, we, we can uh, maintain our... Uh, we can maintain our activity, we, can, we, we will uh, uh, help as, as much as we can uh, people. And again, I think it's what we talked uh, before, it's not just to help people, it's the, what, what happened between the people. This is the, for me the most, uh, this is the point, uh, what, what happened between people to people regardless uh, nationality, religious, and so on. Just a human being meet human being. So I suppose this is one of those instances where a measure of your success would be in a year or two or five or ten that Road to Recovery would not even exist because there would be no need for it. Yeah. Has Road to Recovery morphed and evolved into other types of projects and initiatives beyond what we're, we've described? Mm -hmm. Yes, there are other activities we do. Before I describe them, I want to say that, as Yuval said, what we do is not strictly or only humanitarian. It has the purpose of mitigating the conflict. And the impact is not just strictly to those patients that we actually helped, because the world spreads further. So the impact is, is widespread. And for these last years that we were transporting patients, we have put Israelis and Palestinians together for many tens of thousands of hours of a positive interaction which they don't encounter in their everyday life. 
So this is really a very significant aspect of what we do. What types of activities? One major activity is to assist the pediatric patients, the children, mm -hmm. in recovering from the hardships of their serious ailments. And so what we do is we organize recreational and rehabilitation activities. One of them is to bring over children from the West Bank to fun days that we hold on the beach. Wow. Many of these children have never seen the sea, mm. so this is their first chance of, of seeing that. Mm -hmm. And they can bring their family members, their siblings, or their, their parents with them. So each in each of these days, we host 200 Palestinians, together with about 100 Israelis, mostly our volunteers, and they spend a day together with fun activities, mm -hmm. with uh, eating and playing and swimming. And, and Yuval likes to say that this is what uh, uh, peace should look like. Sure. The evolution and multiplying effect of that original idea is just astounding. Mm -hmm. And who knows how much further it can go. And then we also try to help them in medical needs mm -hmm. that come up and are not covered by the Palestinian Authority. So we buy for them ambulatory equipment like uh, wheelchairs and crutches and, and special equipment that they need. Sometimes we cover for the costs of medical treatments such as uh, diagnostic uh, tests and which again are not covered and so we get exposed to their needs and we try to respond to them a patient that we used to take for a long time from janine area to rambam uh, hospital in haifa he recovered and he sent me this this message by by, by the messenger he sent it to me and that's what he wrote. Hey Yuval, I've never had a good chance to talk to you openly. I think you're doing the most amazing thing ever in regards of the conflict in this area. Personally speaking, you, all your friends, and all the beautiful people in Rambam saved my life twice. First from cancer, the second time is from being close-minded fanatic. Like all Palestinians, I think I was brainwashed to hate everyone, especially Jews. What you are doing is one of the reasons why I now hope for peace and do whatever I can for my place as an English teacher to make more people hope and seek peace too. And Daniel made me cry. Yeah. Right. Thank you. I hope we, we will meet again soon and continue the conversation. Thank you. Thank you. Okay.